You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. How to behave in the workplace is the title of this devotion. Here in Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 5, it says, Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to fear. With fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart as to Christ. Again, bond servants, be obedient to those who are your master according to the flesh. In other words, in the natural realm. With fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart as to Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with goodwill, doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you masters, do the same things to them, giving up threatening knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. It here obviously is talking about those in the workplace with those who are in authority over them. How to behave according to Jesus Christ, according to the heart that we receive from him, a new heart, a new mind. How important it is that we represent the Lord in the workplace. How we behave towards people in authority over us in society. How we respond to the police. How we respond to magistrates. How we respond to people in authority. I think it is biblical. Especially if you read Timothy and Romans and other places where the Lord constantly admonishes us to show respect and honor to those who are in government positions. And I think as the church, we should carry a spirit of Christ about this. And that can be quite complicated in difficult times. But if you realize how the letters that Paul wrote were mostly written from prison, and you see Paul's behavior towards the Pharisees, towards Caiaphas and and those and Peter and John and you see how they walked out the testimony of Christ that they bore before them. Paul was somebody who even came before Caesar Augustus I believe it was and he was an influence in the palace and even Jesus had many of the women who served Herod in the palace, King Herod serve him in the ministry. So you could see that the church should never allow itself to be lulled into a place where it it tries to replace government or come against it. No, we need to learn how to work within these things even when it's in difficult times or when laws are being made that are against God. 
And that is what Paul, Peter, and others had to work with. Most all of the disciples, except for John the Beloved, all of the disciples of Jesus, the apostles of Christ, were martyred. And they all had to operate within a difficult environment. But I don't read in any of the epistles of Paul rebelling against government, even though when he wrote, for example, his last letter to Timothy, the 13th letter we have in the New Testament from Paul, 2 Timothy, there is no mention of anti-government rhetoric in his writing. No, the opposite. He would encourage Timothy to pray in 1 Timothy, I think it is, for those in authority in government so that we peaceably can get on with what God's given us to do in his service. I believe this is so important that we see that little part and I understand it can be really challenging especially when the authority is misused. I have not always found that easy but I have insisted on being a testimony of Christ because it says in the scripture when justice was denied him in his suffering, in his suffering, justice was denied him. You'll find that in the book of Acts about Christ, that Jesus Christ did not revile in return when he was reviled and did not threaten when he suffered. You'll read this in 1 Peter chapter 2. And I choose to follow Jesus Christ. Can I hear an amen? So, I want to talk about those who have the privilege and phenomenal responsibility over people that work for you. I want to talk about that for just a minute. Look what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 14 and 15, please. You shall not oppress. You shall not oppress a hired servant who's poor or needy, whether one of your brethren or one of the aliens who is in your land within your gates. Each day you shall give him his wages and not let the sun go down on it, for he is poor and has set his heart on it, lest he cry out against you to the Lord and it be sin to you. Wow. When you have people working for you, it is so important that you keep integrity towards them concerning their wages and that you do everything within your power to pay them on time and, and pay them honorably and not misuse them. And especially for us who are Christian, we need to do our best to be an example and do our best to, to take care of the people that God's given us the privilege to work for us. And not just in paying their wages, but also how we treat them with love and respect, with appreciation, with, with blessings, with kindness, and, and with respect. We wouldn't be able to operate without them. So they are so valuable. And they need to be treated with that kind of love and respect. And you, if you give love and respect and honor, you can expect it in return. And you can only expect them to do what you do. 
You can only be a good example if you want to have a good staff. And so I find this important. Jeremiah in chapter 22 verse 13 says, Woe to him who builds his house by unrighteousness and his chambers by injustice, who uses his neighbor's service without wages and gives him nothing for his work. Who says, I will build myself a white house with spacious chambers and cut out windows for it, paneled it with cedar and painted with vermilion. Um, yeah, let's read a bit more. Shall you reign because you close yourself in cedar? Did not your father eat and drink and do justice and righteousness? Then it was well with him. He judged the cause of the poor and needy, then it was well. Was not this knowing me, says the Lord. Do you see that? I find that so powerful, that how you treat the people that you have the privilege to work for you shows that you know God. Again, how you treat the people who work for you over whom you are the manager or over you are the boss, how you treat them shows you know God, is what Jeremiah is saying. And especially for you and I who build our house, that we don't just let people come and serve there, them without honoring them with what we give. And I personally think that you need to be wise about this because some people who come and work for you are not always as integrities so you need to make a good agreement and if you've agreed this is the job this is what we've agreed to pay for this and everybody's happy they do a day's work or two or three days work you pay them for those few days if everything is agreed as agreed and they do a few more days and you pay them for that and that you work day to day on what was agreed. Jesus showed us this in the parable of the denarii when he had a vineyard and saw a man standing on the market and he says, what do you do here? I'm waiting for somebody to give me a job. He says, I'll give you a denarii if you work today in my vineyard. He said, I'll take the job. And the denarii in the days of Jesus was a day's wage. And every hour Jesus went back and found more people and more people went to go work. When the day was almost at an end and there was one hour left, he found one man and he says, why do you stand here idle? He said, nobody's hired me. He said, go and I'll pay you what's right. And the man went and worked for an hour. Then starting by the one who started fir first, I think, no, he started with the one who started last and he paid him a denarii. So when the man came who started first in the morning, he, by seeing the man who only worked an hour being paid the denarii, thought he was gonna be paid much more because he'd done more work. And the Lord gave him also a denarii. And Jesus tells the story, the man got angry. And he said, I've worked all day in the heat of the sun and he only worked for an hour and he gets paid the same. And the man says, is it not right for me to do with my money what I want to do? 
Have I robbed you? Isn't that what we agreed on? And it shows you we need to be in such a place where we honor people, but we do what we believe is right. And if we agree to pay you that much and you're happy for it, it's none of your business what I pay somebody else. It's none of your business. We cannot try to make everybody equal in such a way. That is not the way of God. You see that all through the Bible. You have the other example where a man was given five talents. And he took a talent is an amount of money. And he took the talent and he invested it and made five more. Another was given, what, two talents. And one was given one talent and he made five two more and he had four and the one man with one talent buried the money then when the master came for the increase the man gave him ten out of his the five and he says well done and the other gave him four out of the two and the one who had one talent he said here's your talent back I buried it because I knew you were a harsh man and that you expected an increase from your investment if he and the Lord says If you knew this, why did you not invest it with the banker so I could have gotten some interest, you wicked servant? And he says, take the one talent and give it to the man who has ten. Do you see that God is looking for us who do our part in the workplace to work in such a way that we, like Joseph, cause everything to be blessed because we're there? You see how Joseph in Genesis chapter 29 was working for Potiphar and because he loved God and worshiped God, the whole house of Potiphar began to prosper. Then he worked for the jailer and the whole jail began to prosper. Then he worked for Pharaoh and all of Egypt began to prosper. I mean, prosper phenomenally. And that was because Joseph was there. I think wherever we work, we should bring blessing. We should bring favor. We should bring prosperity. We shouldn't bring complaining and negativism and criticism. We should bring favor and blessing wherever we work. But for those of us who have the responsibility to take care of the people who work for us, we must honor them and bless them. So I want to give you one little thought in closing from Matthew chapter 1. Mark, I think. Let me just check if, if I wrote down. Um, okay, here it is. One second, please. Sorry for the delay. Okay. No, I knew it's not Matthew, so it's got to be Mark. I wrote down Matthew, but I think it's Mark. Okay. Um, otherwise, I have to leave it. Yeah, okay. One moment. I, I've got to read it to you. So I think it's in chapter 6 now. On, um, yeah. It's, it's chapter 6, verse 1. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them, Matthew 6, verse 1, otherwise you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may glory, that they may have glory from men. As surely I say to you, 
they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret himself will himself reward you openly. One more. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. I think it is so important in the spirit in which we bring favor and blessing to the workplace that we don't have an arrogance about us or we don't have this demand for people to honor us and respect us in an attitude like you need to praise me or I, I, I need to be praised or I feel insecure. That to me is disgusting. We should be humble and meek and gentle and friendly and positive and optimistic and encouraging and get on with it and, and put our own hands to the task when the need is great. And, and we need to just be happy and positive and whatever respect that we will have is what God brings to our lives when we seek to honor Him in the workplace and serve Him in the workplace. He will bring... He will bring honor. He himself will bring you honor. David said in one of the Psalms, Lord, you have submitted the people under me. David was not somebody who came with that controlling, manipulating and demanding hand. No, he had a spirit about him that caused people to want to respect him, to want to serve him, to want to do their best. And I think that that is a grace that God wants us all to enjoy in the workplace. And I believe in Jesus' name that God will prosper you like Joseph. Read Genesis 29. That God will bring prosperity through you wherever you work, wherever you are. That God will give you favor. That God will give you increase. That God will provide for you to be able to honor people who work for you with good salaries and with bonuses and blessings. And I pray for our God's favor on you in the workplace in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good day.